0: My life is about dogs. Like when I come home, it's dogs. When I'm off, it's dogs. So it's very important to me what happens in the state. I mean, I don't know how many hound hunters there are in the state of Virginia. That number is very skewed but I feel like it's as important to everybody. I want to be up to date and I want to know exactly what is taking place. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to be guessing about it. I don't want to be listening to somebody that has no knowledge, has been to no meetings or talked to nobody in a meeting and they're putting, they're putting stuff Mm -hmm. out. I I mean, I want to know. Like, and I think as, as pound hunters, we should be informed to the best of our ability.
1: This is the Houndsman XP Podcast.
0: Good dog, get that bear. Get that bear in
1: here. The original podcast for the complete Houndsman. The podcast that represents our lifestyle of extreme performance.
0: Get up there. Yeah. 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 Good boy, Good boy, Ranger.
1: Uniting houndsmen across the globe from east to west, north to south. You know, if you're gonna catch a cat or a lion, you know you have to have teamwork. We take you to the wildest places on earth. This meeting is being recorded. We're being recorded. You're being recorded. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. What are you rubbing your head about?
0: <laughs> I got uh-huh. 15,000 things to do. And not enough time to do them.
1: <laughs> I know what you mean. I'm glad you <clears throat> bumped the time up on this thing. Cause I've actually got some stuff I got to get done today too. Well, I have been slacking. On the deer hunting part,
0: <laughs> I've been out one day, uh, it, we, it's been extremely dry here. I know they've heard it, heard me talk about it in a podcast. And yesterday we probably got two inches. I have checked the rain gauge. We probably got two inches of rain, uh, rained into last night. And when I got up this morning, uh, it was drizzling or misting. And I was like, you know what? I, I got other things I need to do. <laughs> and I've been, um, the freezer We've got we've got more deer steaks coming out our ears than we can deal with. So, I was told that I need to go easy on the hunting this year.
1: <laughs> so, oh, on the killing, yeah. on the killing side of hunting.
0: Yes, because I mean that's why we hunt is to fill the freezer, and so yeah, I, we can take deer season here just come in um, Saturday. So it's only it's only been in four days. So. I'm probably going to get out tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving morning and probably hunt Friday and Saturday, but, and I, we did talk about this. I don't know how many other people do this. So I can fit one deer in the freezer. Um, but if I, if we happen to kill another deer, I think we're going to grind it and mix it with dog food this summer. Hmm. Yeah. I think we're going to like supplement a little bit just to, you know, help the cost. Um, We, we bought a a pretty good size grinder and you know, that's kind of what we're thinking. And I tell you something, we, we've talked about this. We did we have to do it this year is like, you know, deer, you shouldn't really be eating deer meat after two years anyway. Yeah. Um, So what we've been doing is the the deer meat. That's a year old that we don't get to, we've been making summer sausage out of it. I I think you've had some of it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, So this spring will go through the freezer. Anything that's over two years, we're just going to grind it too. There you and, go. And put it, put it in Ziploc bags for, to mix with dog food, the spring and summer.
1: Yeah. Have you ever canned meat? Have you ever done any oh, canned yeah. meat stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's what I like doing with that older stuff that I'm going to feed. That way it's not taking up space in my freezer. Yeah. You know, I get it out of the freezer. I'm I'm looking for ways to preserve food anyway that doesn't take electricity. And I'm not trying to be a prepper, <laughs> yeah. but but at the same time, it's like if 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 a freezer goes out, you lose everything that's in that freezer.
0: And if it's yeah. sitting
1: on a shelf, it's been properly canned and and put on a shelf. Man, that the shelf life on its I think the handbook for my canner says it can be good for up to four years or something like that.
0: Yeah. yeah and you know you talk about canning. you know you know everybody knows that we love to fish and i love to trout fish and we've been canning all of our trout for the last two last year and year before we started doing it the year before and then last year everything we caught we canned and i mean i love it like it's yeah if you if you eat salmon patties or salmon cakes whatever you call them i mean i think the trout is actually better
1: yeah you can do that we've done that with um bluegill and crappie, Mm -hmm. you know, just, you just put it in the freezer and get it a little bit, a little bit, um, crusty and then throw it in the grinder and grind it and just grind it right through. But you don't even have to do that. You can just take like a, um, oh, one of those baking tools that they use to cut ingredients in, you can mash potatoes with them too, but, but you can just take a filet and and mash them up like that and throw all the ingredients in and, and, uh, make fish patties are awesome. Yeah, yeah, we we eat a lot of that. I mean, we eat a lot of it. So yeah, yeah, we do too. We do too. But uh, well, I got all we got all wound up the other day talking about <laughs> talking about something off the air, and we said, "Man, we got to make a podcast out of this. We got to talk about this." And I can't remember what it was now. <laughs> what was it? What were we talking about?
0: Well, we were talking about the trespassing law here in Virginia, and then you oh, you called yeah. me and you got to ask me questions about misdemeanors and in the present, not in their present. Yeah. Um, and you know, y'all, the Indiana laws are very similar to what we have, but you know, the, the general public doesn't really understand that, you know, they think law enforcement can just come and go and do as they please. And that's not, that's not at all.
1: Some some law enforcement thinks that too. True. True.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it's a it's a further thing from the truth and i mean you know that's you know if you look through the amendments for for us you know fourth amendment which is search and seizure is very important um to the public um and then the you have to the, the
1: people to be secure in their papers pers- person pers- papers, places
0: things and effects that's right <laughs> houses
1: yeah i'm not being fringed except by probable cause and through warrant blah 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 we had to memorize. Yeah. did you guys have to memorize that Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, it's, yeah. Well, it's huge. I mean,
0: it is yes. huge. If, if you're going to violate somebody's rights, it's usually going to be on the search and seizure side, the detention yep. side. That's what it's going to be on for There's us.
1: A ton of Supreme Court cases, appellate court rulings, state court cases that either get thrown out because of a violation of Fourth Amendment rights or, um, or case law is, is made. I mean, you look at all of the laws that we operate on now that are products of court decisions you got terry versus ohio scott versus you know i mean just on and on and on even even deadly force um (laughs) situations by law enforcement comes down to a search and seizure did the did the police officer have the the authority to do that at the time and it it always goes back to the fourth amendment Mm mm-hmm
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, the Fourth Amendment, that's one of the things you have to know. But, yeah, we got to talking about that and, you know, how to enforce laws and how to how to not, you know, like I, I said in that podcast, and I just want to clarify this, that the,
1: the 132 – pod, Which podcast um, are you talking about? That's,
0: the one with Sean, Sean Clarkston where we talked yeah. about what was going on in Virginia. Um, and, guys, that was an informational podcast only. It's just to get everybody – On the same page with what's going on, and try. Um, you know, one of the things that I've learned through my career in law enforcement is that you believe nothing you hear and half of what you see because there's always a different version, there's always something else going on, or there's something behind it that you don't even know about. Um, so
1: let me let me information. I want to talk about that for just a second about selective hearing and what we hear, I watched a video the other day and it was the same sentence and everybody read the sentence and they heard it. They, so this Mm -hmm. college professor displays it up on this, on the, uh, screen up front, and then there's a person that reads the sentence. And, and as they go through this experiment, the audio changed, but You actually heard the same thing that you were hearing before. And and it was really interesting to me because how many times have you gone and investigated something and you've got 10 people standing around, they all saw the same thing, but this person saw something different than this person over here, this person heard something different. They were all standing within five feet and they all saw something different. I mean, it's just human. It's the human condition. Well.
0: And something that I, when I was training new officers, one of the things that I tried to instill in them, um, amongst many things that I tried to instill in them, that having arrest powers is a huge, huge, huge responsibility. And that was the first thing. But one of the things that I have learned through my career is we get a call and they dispatch a call. You collect that information through the radio and you're on your way to the call. You get in a, after after you've been in this job for a while, you get, um, cynical. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you already form an opinion before you get there.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And the first person, yeah. The first person you talk to is usually the person that you tend to believe, or you tend to take their side. And then, you know, you've already got these pre preconceived notions or thoughts or whatever. And when you go talk to the second party, you find out that it was nothing like what the first party said. So I always try to get my new officers that I was training. You know, hey, when you go to these situations, you got to be neutral. So what? How? What I'm saying is, we get information off Facebook or social media, <laughs> um, and we tend to side with that comment or that post because that's all the information we have. And without digging into it, you never, you never will know if you don't dig into it and take the time, you never will know the whole story. And you and I have said this when we've been together and talked about it. There's this side, there's that side. And in the middle somewhere is what happened. Right. So there's always two, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. there's 10 people, you're going to get 10 different, 10 different opinions, 10 different, um, this is what happened. This is not what happened. And then you got to look at the biases. Okay. Well, which this two witnesses, whose side are they on? Who, you know, I mean, it's nothing but a, it's an investigate. You have to investigate it. And the reason we've done the podcast with, with Sean is to make sure that everybody was up to date on actual information. This is what's taking place, not bits and pieces and, you know, a, a, a snippet here or a post there. Like, I felt like as a hunter in Virginia, and I can't go to those meetings. I just want to put that out there. It's, it's, it's by invitation only, you have to be on a board and you can't get in those meetings unless you're a part of that. And it's a I will not, tell it's you it's not a, a
1: public meeting, Correct. It's not, it's not something that's like, Hey, we're meeting this day, everybody show up. So you get all, you have to rely on the information that comes out of the meetings
0: correct um and i will tell you i mean i've been hunting for like i said 30 years now and this is a part of who i am it's as important to me as anything that, that i do um i tell at, at my work i just had this conversation you know i've got a job to do and it involves dogs and i love what i do i love being able to to learn and train and you know we had some guys down yesterday from from out of our area training. I love that. But my dog is my, my life is about dogs. Like when I come home, it's dogs. When I'm off it's dogs. Um, so it's very important to me what happens in the state as long as I, and I'm sure that there's, I mean, I don't know how many hound hunters are in the state of Virginia. That number is very skewed, but I feel like it's as important to everybody and, I want to be up to date and I want to know exactly what is taking place. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't want to be guessing about it. I don't want to be listening to, you know, somebody that has no knowledge um, has been to no meetings or talked to nobody in a meeting and they're putting, they're putting stuff out. I I mean, I want to know. Like, and I think as, as hound hunters, we should be informed to the best of our ability so that's why we did the podcast
1: and and one thing i'd add to that from the you know ultimately and we we houndsman xp operates as a team but you know just in the hierarchy of it i get to decide what goes out and what doesn't go out and um and they you guys all do a great job of I've, I've, there's been just one or two podcasts over the years where we've gotten together and we're like, man, we don't want to put that out. Let's not put that out. And, but I want to explain something. For one thing, this, this comes down, you know, I want everybody to know that Houndsman XP is dedicated to bringing you an objective truth. We're not taking sides on anything. We're not Playing politics within states and stuff like our job is not to show up to meetings and influence people and do stuff like that we want to get you the facts we want to we want to do our job to bring you a message so that you have all the information unbiased uh you know obviously we're not gonna we're not gonna try to tell an anti-hunter story or explain their emotional states we're totally against that but when it comes to issues like this and who we have on the podcast to explain things. We try to find the people that have the most information that can explain it in a way that, that you leave the podcast. And, and at the end of the day, you've got, you've got the information you need either to get involved or make a decision of whether you want to support something or not. So, Mm -hmm. you know, Heath, you're not going to put stuff out there that you think is a bunch of smoke and mirrors and baloney. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to allow that to, to represent Houndsman XP. So it really comes down to a matter of trust. Do you trust us or not? And, and we do our utmost best if we're going to put a, put a show together and have a guest on to discuss something like the, uh, the issue going on in Virginia right now, it's the best people we can find and the people who will agree to be on the podcast, you know? Uh, those two things, we, there, there may be other people out there that are more qualified, but for whatever reason, they've declined to be on the podcast or they're restricted from their government agency to be on the podcast and talk about it. Yes. Uh, you know, seriously, yeah. I mean, you, you take the Colorado initiative right now. I'd love to love to get the biologist on on the air to talk about the values of, of houndsmen and hunting predators and, and all this stuff, get the actual biologists who have the real data, but they've got a gag order by the governor's office. They can't talk about it. And, Mm -hmm. and that happens commonly, uh, with state agencies. So I just wanted to add that part to, we're not going to put junk out there. Um, we don't mind being challenged on stuff and we, I think challenging us and making sure that we are. Walking the chalk is healthy, uh, but, but we do our level best to, to bring you the most accurate, best information that we can, we can wrangle up so that you're informed as a hunter and a houndsman. Yep, Yeah. So, and, and just like Chris said,
0: we, we've asked some other people, um, ab- about, and sometimes their agency won't let them. And sometimes people just flat out decline us. No, yep. I, I don't. I don't want to, I don't want my opinion out there. I don't want this or I don't want that. So just know that there's other stuff going on that you may, may not know about, but we are trying. I'm definitely trying, especially if it involves Virginia. Like I want you guys to be in the know, Yeah, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. And, you know, I'm going to continue to, to try to keep, keep us in the know.
1: Hey, do you want to know a little tip for shopping? For this Christmas season, I'm going to give you one right now. I'm going to tell you how you can avoid all of the crowds, all of the big box store, surf in the internet for a bunch of junk that nobody needs or wants, and find that perfect gift for the outdoors person in your life. Go to houndsmanxp.hollercommerce.com. It's an online megastore for hunters, fishermen, campers, hikers, I don't care what they're doing. It's right there. They've got all the brands that we use all of the time like Garmin, Vortex Optics, LaCrosse boots, Cajun lights. Somebody's looking for a new Garmin watch? We've got that. Go to houndsmanxp.hollercommerce.com and for a limited time, put in the code 10 off. 10 capital O capital F, capital F, and get 10% off your order. Check it all out at houndsmanxp.hollercommerce.com. You know what app I use on my phone more than any other app besides the podcast app to listen to this here podcast? I use Onyx. Onyx Maps is the most comprehensive mapping system for hunters on the market today. I use it all the time. When I was in New Mexico, I was looking at 40,000 acres of ranch that I needed to learn. I flip open Onyx and just start studying, studying the map. When I'm riding trails, I put the tracking app on. It helps me get around in strange country. I could mark water sources, food sources, bear sign, just all kinds of options within Onyx. You need to check out Onyx Maps by going to houndsmanxp.com. Click on the link on our sponsor page. You'll go right to Onyx Maps. And when you check out, enter the code HXP20 and you will get 20% off of your order. Know where you stand with Onyx. Well, we got into a whole discussion the other day about. Some things that were said in that podcast with Sean Clarkson, um, you know, about enforcement of rules and laws and different things like that. And, and I was kind of calling, calling you to discuss some of that. Let's just talk about, let's talk about the, the proposal or, um, the trespass law as it stands right now and how an Mm -hmm. officer can enforce that. Because what I felt like was. There was a little bit of information missing. Uh, you guys said that you didn't go into it because you were talking about so much stuff. But I think this point needs a little more clarification. You know, that unless an officer sees you do something, that the officer can take no action at that point. He can, Basically, he has to be hiding in the bushes and see you do it to in order to write a ticket for a misdemeanor in the state of Virginia. Let's clarify that a little bit.
0: Yeah. And I i think I, I mean, I'm pretty sure I talked about this in Virginia. Um, a misdemeanor has to occur in your presence, which means I, I literally have to see you do it, or I've got to investigate it, follow through, and let's just stop have right a,
1: there. Let's just stop right there and we'll talk about the other side of it in a minute. Let's, okay. Yeah. What? So, what, yeah. When you say take action, you're talking about write a ticket or make an arrest on the spot, right? It has to occur in your presence to do it right there.
0: Correct. So there's five, there's five things that are exempt. And we talked about that, the domestic assault shoplifting. Um, and now that shoplifting has changed its dollar amount, we most of the time just issue a summons. It's not arrestable, um, DUI, DUID or boating. While intoxicated those things are exempt if, if you catch somebody doing that brandishing a firearm violating a protective order and destruction of a monument or um, commercial property and it has to be over a thousand dollars so those things are exempt if if you do those things sean even touch base on it there is there is evidence of the crime within right. all of those so uh-huh. uh, domestic assault simple if if you've got red mark on the side of your face, and you say, "Hey, officer, um, my boyfriend/girlfriend struck me right here on the side of the face," there's evidence. Um, and yes, we can go into the whole thing. Well, he did it. We do it, have it all the time. Well, they hit theirself and made me so they I'll go to jail. We're leaving that out, um, but that's crime of an that's evidence of a crime. DUI. That's why we go through the the um, field test and sobriety test. Go through the process. Give them an intox- you know intoxilizer yada, 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 shoplifting, same thing. We've got, um, fruits of the crime. Mm -hmm. So all those things are exempt. They can occur outside of my presence and I can still arrest or summons. And most of those are summonsable. Um, and a, and a summons is considered an arrest just so everybody understands that.
1: Writing a ticket.
0: Yeah. A ticket. And then the rest of all the other misdemeanors, have to occur in my presence which means i literally have to see it happen and then that's where you kind of go down the road um like i've got i've got to see it it's got to occur and i will say you know i'm i start my 21st year next month and those are few and far between very few and far between that that happens
1: well just and and it's the same in indiana you know, I can't just go out and make a custodial arrest because a guy's, um, you know, he's got a deer hanging in his barn, mm-hmm. you know, um, or as a game warden, you know, we'll just talk about, cause that's what this was all about. I wanted to make sure that we were getting the right message out there that, <clears throat> that you can, you can be arrested for game violations that did not occur in an officer's presence um there's there's a ton of them and 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 that's how uh game wardens are supposed to work we're not everywhere we don't see everything so i didn't want anybody to get the wrong idea that if if an officer doesn't see somebody actually trespass on a piece of property that you're scot-free or that the that the game warden is overstepping his bounds if he asks you questions. If he conduct is, he's conducting an investigation, I think that's a dangerous place for people to take a conversation and think, well, I'm scot free. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you've got the game wardens are violating my rights. If they're asking you questions and they're investigating something at that point, they're not necessarily automatically violating your rights as a citizen.
0: Yeah. And we did not, um, when you called me and said that I'm like, yeah, we did not touch on that. Um, And, guys, that's why we have investigators. That's why we investigate crimes. Um, It's not a free pass to go commit misdemeanors and not get caught because that's not factual at all. Um, I've spent weeks and months um, investigating misdemeanor crimes. And once I get enough probable cause, which means that there's probable cause that you committed that crime, um, then I go get a warrant for you and come back and arrest you. So just because it did not happen in my presence does not mean it's not punishable. And we did not get on that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that I worked a lot was, um, I'll give you a good example. We had a case that I worked, uh, where a guy was reported, it was called in and reported and witnessed by someone else that a guy was driving down the road, stuck a shotgun out the window and killed a turkey off the side of the Mm road, you know, hunting from a roadway, shooting on a property he didn't have permission on. I couldn't just go to that person and say, so-and-so said this, and he's swearing out a warrant. I always, I always like it when people are like, and I know in Virginia, you can still maybe swear out some warrants. Is that accurate?
0: Who, um, civilians? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm, You can.
1: See, that's something that's totally foreign to me. In Indiana, nobody can go and swear out a warrant and and go that route. Why don't we want to get into that? Because that's way too complicated for me. And
0: it has to be a felony. Okay. A felony. And if it's, a, well, no, I'm telling you wrong. A felon. If it's a felony offense, they have to, we have the, the magistrate will call us and we have to investigate it and verify that information. If mm-hmm. it's a misdemeanor, um, like stalking, um, threats, harassment, an assault. If, right. if me and you get in a fight and, and the cops show up. Your head's busted. My lips busted. We cannot just arrest either one of us. Um, but Chris, if you decide that you know I'm going down and I'm getting a warrant on Heath, you can go down and swear out a warrant for that assault. That's different than a domestic. Domestic, the, the code, right. the words, and the code are completely different. But yes, yeah. you can swear out a warrant. But a felony warrant, ha- they has to be investigated by law enforcement.
1: Yeah. Well, in the case of the Turkey deal, you know, I had to go and conduct an investigation and make sure that, that all of the things that my witness said happened actually happened. And it's my job as a law enforcement to go out and gather evidence, do interviews, put this case together, and then the prosecutor decides. And ultimately a judge decides if there's enough probable cause for me to go back and arrest this person or write them a summons if i if i write them a ticket on the spot and it goes to the prosecutor's office they review it they look at it and they're like "There isn't probable cause here. We're not probable cause here we're not we're not going to prosecute this case um so i just want to make that clear that that there are times when crimes occur and officers have to investigate things and and you were talking about it with the trespassing deal <clears throat> You need to you need to be very careful about that. And and we're all carrying garments, we're all carrying cell phones, we're all carrying all this stuff and and that can all be seized as part of the criminal investigation.
0: Just remember, I'll say this and I'm not going to say no more about that. We leave a digital footprint everywhere we go. Yes. So you are not in the clear, I will promise you that there is a digital footprint everywhere you go.
1: Well, and, and that's an interesting thing because I always see people saying when they outlaw hound hunting, I'll be, I'll be an outlaw. You're not going to get away with it because you're going to snap a picture on your phone. You're going to text it to your buddies. You're going to see the the the, 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 the law enforcement's going to seize that phone. You've got a digital footprint with a location and everything on it and all of a sudden Boom, you're had so to think that we can, we can not get involved in some of these issues, like, like you and Sean, were talking about and just be outlaws out here, that's not going to happen. And, and just like with initiative 91, I've even heard some people say, well, if the outlaw mountain lion hunting, I'm still going to hunt. Yeah. You can try to say you're coon hunting, but if your phone's full of mountain lion pictures and your locations of where you're turning hounds loose and different things are, are all documented somewhere they're going to jam you up and, and an issue like this, they're going to make an example out of you. And that's going to be probably be more than if you're fishing without a license or taking too many, too many trout, you know, it's, it's going to be severe. So I just want everybody to be very clear on that. That's I've seen this happen before where, you know, uh, these issues become, become weaponized by the opposition and maybe have the political backing like they do in Colorado. And they're going to make an example of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, the best thing to do is just not do it. Um, And I know, you know, I know that as a human being, you're going to make mistakes because we all do it every day, but you should be very um, cognizant of what you're doing, where you're at and be respectful. And most of these problems go away, honestly, like most of them go away if you just do those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that doesn't mean, you know, don't, there's a way. And I don't know how we're getting on this tangent, but I guess it's because, um, you know, I sit in a lot of those meetings about issues like this and we as hunters don't get involved in the process. We're too busy. It's bear season. It's lion season. I don't have time, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden you didn't get involved and now the opposition did get involved and they got what they wanted. And we're on the outside, looking in, you know, we're, we're sitting here wondering in Indiana, why we don't have a Bobcat season. I heard, I saw this the other day. Um, you know, guys during deer season, there's a lot of people in the woods are posting pictures of Bobcats and there's like the DNR needs to have a Bobcat season. Well, the DNR tried to implement a Bobcat season five years ago. The only people that showed up in support or, or to talk about Bobcat hunting in the state of Indiana were the anti-hunters. The hunters did not show up. They just didn't show up. So the DNR, the, the the Natural Resources Commission, has to take public input by law. It's like there wasn't enough public support to implement a bobcat season. So the answer to that is the reason that we don't have a bobcat season in Indiana is because hunters didn't show up and the anti-hunters did. That's it.
0: So okay. how... So I mean, and you and I have talked about this. You and I have talked about this numerous times. How do we get people involved? I mean, we've had some conversations over the Initiative ninety one on some posts that we've made. We look at, um, you know, we look at downloads and 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 who shares and who likes. We look at this stuff, and there's unfortunately there's very little interaction. And you know, our elections were just a couple of weeks ago. And I'm going to give you, I want to give you some statistics off of the county that I live, uh, that I'm from. The county that I'm from has a little over fourteen thousand people, very small. Okay. <clears throat> After the elections, do you know how many people voted?
1: Out of fourteen thousand, I'm going to say six thousand.
0: Right under it was five thousand and some change. Yep. So over half. Over half the people were no-shows. So that's in the political realm. So how do we as hunters, how do we like get the message out and get people to participate? Because I think, I don't remember who posted it, um, and maybe, I think it was Greg Austin commented on one of our posts, and he said, you know, it's going to take boots on the ground. And I agree with what he's saying. There's going to come a time and place where you know that we're going to have to show up somewhere and 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 show that we have or we are vested in this. And if we don't, just like what you said, they're going to make the decision for us and then everybody's going to be wondering what happened or why this didn't happen or why this what is it with hunters? And I'm 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 going to say hunters but particularly hound hunters because we know that the boat, you know, the American boat the, the the bow hunters are very uh, they have numbers, and the ter- Wild Turkey mm-hmm. Federation has numbers, and all these other people have staggering numbers, staggering. But when you look at the hound community, we know they're out there because you and I see them. We talk to them. We're there yeah. at these events. They're there, but they're not there.
1: I think it's a, a societal problem as a whole, the lack of engagement, the lack of being involved. I think there's a lack of hope uh, and op. They, it's easy to sit back and say, you know, the system's messed up, but if you're not involved in trying to rectify that, I mean, we're a long way from torches and pitchforks in my opinion, in this country. Um, and especially with fish and wildlife, if, if hunters would just engage, we've got the numbers on our side. We've got it if we can become as activated and organized as the anti-hunting groups, we can survive, you know, because even the vast majority of the non-hunting public, that 80% that everybody talks about, that they, they, they don't care if you hunt Heath, they don't care. You know, they just want to go to work, be able to afford gas, buy groceries and let you live your life because they want to live their life. And, and so they're not hard to convince that's the battleground population, you know, having arguments with the anti hunters, that's, that's a lost cause. They're entrenched in what that's as, that would be like telling me, trying to convince me that hunting's wrong. You're not going to do it. So the place, if, if hunters would just engage and just, man, I spent so much time thinking about this and a lot of my analogies and metaphors come from the Bible because it's a great teach place but the prophet jeremiah in the old testament israel was under siege jerusalem had been destroyed and and jeremiah challenged every person just to go out and build take care of the wall in front of their house just go out and build your portion of the wall right there in front of the house and we can protect the city and that's that's what we need to develop as individual hunters we don't need you to go to Colorado and fight for Colorado and go to Washington and appear here and appear there. Just build the wall in front of your house. And what that looks like is getting involved in organizations like Sportsman's Alliance, your State Hound organization. You know, some of those things. Maybe you're not the guy that can take time off work to go to a public hearing, but support the people that are willing to do that sort of stuff and dedicate themselves to that. And when you do that, I think I I'm optimistic enough to think that we can. We can do much better. We're being successful now with marginal participation from our hunting public. But if we could get buy-in and investment from the people that, that love to do this, and we're not, you and I are not anomalies in the hound hunting world where we love to hunt. There's tons of us out there that Mm -hmm. love to hunt and run our hounds. And we're dedicated to it. We'll spend the grocery money on it. We'll drain our bank accounts to do it. You know, we'll do all this stuff in order to do that, but we won't cut loose a 25 or $35 to join our state hound organization that, that wants to represent us and fight for us.
0: So I'm going to throw my group under the bus. Cause I kind of did already. Um, we got into a group chat about the stuff that was going on in Virginia. And a couple of them started met, you know, saying this and saying that. And I just shut them down. I'm like, well, you don't have a dog in the fight yeah i do i'm like no you don't you don't belong to any organization you don't go to any meetings but yet you're fussing about what's going on you know and i'll i'll shout out to wes and Forrest. they're the only two in our group other than me and i belong to two two organizations which is the virginia bear hunter association and the um, virginia chapter of the american bears foundation that's the two that i'm i'm and you're a member of the
1: sportsman's alliance too
0: yeah, Sportsman Alliance. Yep. Um, Wes and Forrest both have paid their, their lifetime membership to the Virginia Bearer Association. Nobody else in my group that I know of is involved in any of them. So what, what say do you have when stuff goes south? Because you didn't, you, like you said, you didn't spend $35, $30, to join and be an active member.
1: I'd say, I'd say you cashed out at that point. I think in my opinion, and I'm very black and white on this, you know, it's, it's, um, I I don't know a single houndsman. I mean, we are conservative by nature. We don't like things like free handouts and, and Obama phones and, and garbage like that, you know, we, we adamantly oppose those sort of things, but when you look at it, when you are willing to sit back and reap the benefits with no investment to your state organizations, you're the same, you're the same mindset. And and maybe you haven't considered it like that. If you're listening to this, if you haven't turned us off yet, but, <laughs> but you've got to ask yourself the question, how am I different from the people who are abusing all of the other government programs out there that are contributing very little to society? You go to work, I go to work. There's tons of listeners out here that go to work that are paying for a bunch of stuff for people that don't do anything and our leadership of these organizations, which I'm, I talk to them regularly all across the country, all have the same problem. They're out here taking their time, their money, their, uh, resources, everything they can to get out here and do their thing and. We just let them and and hope and and then when stuff goes wrong, we want to shoot darts. And it's like, let's see your membership card. How did you support this? So I I it, you're if you're if you're sitting back griping because you don't like so-and-so or so-and-so cheated you in a night hunt a couple couple years ago, five years ago, and now he's a president of a local club and or the president of the state organization, man, get over it we all have the same last name it's hunter coon hunter bear hunter hog hunter we've all got the same last name we're all family and it's time we start acting like it and supporting each other
0: yeah and i mean as you were saying that i was just sitting here you know i was thinking about money you know because that's that's what it cost i mean to feed dogs to raise dogs to give dog shots to pay vet bills to buy equipment you know these tracker these these Garmin trackers are not cheap. I mean, each is now $349. And if you have five, six, eight collars, look at the thousands of dollars you have. How can you tell me that you can't spend 30 bucks to join a membership? Like if your hound hunting is so important and it should be because we all do it. And I'm not saying it's not, that's not what I'm the point I'm trying to make. I'm just saying, if you can spend, you know, thousands of dollars throughout the year, throughout the year, We ought to be able to invest in our future of 30 bucks.
1: It's a matter of pri. it's just a matter of priorities. And I don't think we all get trapped in this, this thing, you know, I'm as guilty as anybody I'm sitting here chewing Copenhagen and you know, that is not good for me. It's something that I could give up. I should give up. You know, I, I, I hang on to it because everybody, man, every man needs a vice. And that's mine, you know, I don't go to, I don't drink in excess. I don't run the bars. I don't, you know, fool around on my wife. I chew Copenhagen. And it keeps me sane and happy, but you know, let's talk about just our daily expenditures that we spend on junk that, that, you know, you buy, <clears throat> you stop in before work and you buy a cup of coffee in a mountain, doing a little Debbie cake. You just spent six bucks easy. I mean, you more. Spent, <laughs> yeah, you spent, let's say six bucks, you know, in six days of that. You could have paid for a membership to an organization. Yeah. Or Something I mean, just eating gonna, out one. Yeah. Eating
0: out one day. Dave Ramsey. I mean, I'm a huge Dave Ramsey listener. Like eat, eating out one day. Yeah. Like we went, uh, so we had canine training yesterday. And I don't know why, but every time we have canine training, they want to go to Mission Barbecue. Well, and we get, a, we get a law enforcement discount. They're very, very pro-military law enforcement. It still cost me eighteen bucks. Exactly. So two days of eating out, eating that, I've paid for probably two memberships. Honestly.
1: Even so junk. I'm off my soapbox. Yeah, even junk fast food. You know, you eat that two days a week. That's half of a membership right there. You can't. You can't go through a drive-through for less than nine bucks.
0: Mm-mm, no. No. So anyway, I mean, how do? Like I said, I. I, I mean, I really. I'm very vocal with my guys. Um, You know, I encourage them. I, like I said, I talk about it. I try to keep them up to date. And I mean, I have trouble with my guys, the guys that are closest to me, my little small circle. I have trouble with them getting membership. So how do we get people that are sitting in here listening to Heath and Chris and, and how do we get them to participate?
1: You know, that's a, I don't, I don't have the silver bullet of that. I can just diagnose the problem and, and the, the hunting community, especially houndsmen are really good at being reactive. You know, we get caught up. I do it myself when I'm out there hunting and I don't, I'm not thinking about everything else that's going on. And if, if I hadn't have been in the business I'm in you know, that I retired from as a conservation officer, I probably wouldn't see, uh, the threats and things like that. If, if, if I had had a different job where I wasn't engaged in it all the time, it would have been much easier Mm -hmm. for me to do that. If I didn't produce a podcast, you know, it'd be real easy and more comfortable for me to not engage in this stuff. And I mean, when you think about it, we're begging for trouble, we, you know, we beg We begged for the, I like, I like to get involved in this stuff. And, um, but the, the whole thing is it would, it'd be much more comfortable for me to get rid of all the dogs and I'd have more money and I could spend it with my grandkids and my kids and take my wife on vacations and, and things like that, and just live like every other American, but I haven't chosen to do that. I chose to do this and, and, and with this lifestyle. I think we as individual hunters need to make a commitment that if we're going to enjoy the lifestyle, we, there is a, there is a level of commitment there that goes beyond, you know, just going to kids' soccer games and, and stuff like that. I, I think we just, we have to engage. We have yeah. to so, make a commitment.
0: So if you guys are listening and you're a part of a group and I don't, I don't care where you are, how many's in a group, you sh- you should really reach out to your guys and say, hey, you know, we need to do our part and join an organization. Uh, whatever state you're in, like Chris said, your your hunting dog lunch, your hound organization, um, somebody that supports the lifestyle that you've chosen. Yeah. And and I and I challenge you to do it for three years. Do it for three mm-hmm. years. It'll become a habit after that. It'll be like, Oh, I need to pay my dues here or I need to pay my dues there. So reach out to your guys and and talk to them about it and encourage them how important it is for us as hound hunters. And I, and I'll tell you something that really set with me. Um, I was up in Northern Virginia a month or so ago teaching a tracking class. And I think I even said this on a pod or maybe I told you Chris, or I don't know, I said it on a podcast, but I want to say it again if I did. So, um, the first morning of class, we were doing a classroom session and one of the guys from up there, uh, started talking to me about dogs, and he and I think I, I said it. He was running a um, Hanoverian hound and plot. He was running a cross dog.
1: Oh my god! And gosh. hounds are my
0: thing, you know. I love it. He he had got this dog from Jeff Shetler. Yeah, and I had texted Jeff and was asking him about the plot bloodline. And it's so funny that we talk about that because <laughs> Clay just had that on about the history of the plot and how um, a Bob Plot actually posted that they done DNA test and it had no Hano in it. And I commented because I always had wondered after I got into law enforcement and started seeing the Hanno and the the Bavarian and the Hanoverian hounds, there's such a resemblance there for the plot that I always thought that they connected. But anyway, they didn't. I'm off topic. So he's got <clears throat> he's got a Hanno plot cross, and I in conversation I told him that I run hounds, and he asked me what I hunted, and I said bear. He is an avid deer hunter and a bow hunter at that. And you know, the very first next thing out of his mouth was, man, you're in a dying sport. This is a bow hunter from Northern Virginia that knows nothing about bear hunting, but he knows that we're in a dying sport. And that resonated with me. Like, like this dude up here knows this and I live it every day and we got to get, we got to get a handle on things. So you know, like I said, other people are paying attention.
1: There have been plenty of cultures in the history of the world that were on the right side of issues that um, were overwhelmed, and and their lifestyle was completely changed. And you don't have to look any farther than than um, the American Indian. You know, if you look, if you really get into that story and you study it, they were just trying to hang, simply hang on to a lifestyle. That they enjoyed, and and I'm not going to get into all the geopolitical issues there, but really, I mean, they just wanted to be left alone, just let us live our life, and that's that's really where we are as hunters and houndsmen. Mm-hmm. We just wish they would go away and leave us alone. But in this technical world that we live in, with all the things that are happening in our world, with the political um, uh, games that are being played, it's it's really coming down to an attack on our lifestyle and we've got to figure out whether we're going to survive it or not. And, and sooner or later, we're going to have to start beating the war, war posts with our tomahawks. And, and right now that's what we've been doing it on this podcast. And the way to do that at this point in time is to join those organizations. And I, I want to talk about the ugly side of this a little bit. You know, when you, when you run an organization, cause I, I went through this in Indiana, um, when we started the Hoosier tree dog Alliance, we also had the Indiana Coon Hunters Association. We started the, the, when we started to organize the tree dog Alliance, we reached out to that other organization and tried to work with them and do different things. And they didn't want us in their, in their sandbox. They were, they looked at that as a threat rather than we had totally different objectives from what the Indiana Coon Hunters Association had. They, they wanted to put on hunts and night hunts and, and BUKC's UKC's charter club and all that. We didn't want to do that. We wanted to work on the houndsman's rights, the, the season links, stuff like that. And, and yet there was still some conflict there between the two organizations. And, and I, I would just say that again, we all have the same last name and it's Hunter and we've don't get reeled in by, um, you know, somebody's threat to their influence or, you know, uh, don't get caught up in the petty fights. You know, look at the big objective of what trying to people are really trying to do. When you get down to the core values, the core principles of an organization, what are they trying to do? And if it's to preserve our lifestyle and our heritage and our, our tradition and wildlife, our value that we contribute to wildlife management, try to support them in any way you can. Don't get drawn into to the, the political infighting among these non-government organizations that want to have influence over how things go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So <clears throat> you want to talk about the new web page
1: the holler commerce holler heck yeah man yeah so holler i feel like com- i'm in that uh
0: the, the movie barbershop uh, when they talk about hotlanta when they say holler at the movie at the end of the radio show <laughs> that's what i feel like holler <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah there's a couple things that we need to talk about really and hollers one of them but starting i i guess we just roll it out and we announce it you know starting january 1st Houndsman XP is going to be moving. We are we collectively as a group of podcasters are starting our own network. Okay, we're going to start our own network. It's called the Extreme Performance Outdoor Network. Um, where Heath is going to have his own show. Seth and Chad Bryce will have his show. Uh, so we're doing a little rebranding here, and I'm I'm telling you that now, be, so that you can start g- getting geared up for it. We're going to try to make it a smooth transition from our old RSS feed to, you know, getting us plugged into this new stuff, but you're going to have to do a little bit of, we're going to have to do some marketing on our side and you're going to have to reset some settings in your phone and start following some of these shows. So that's all I'm going to say about it right now. But, but the reason holler came about is because go wild, retooled some things on their end and set up an e-commerce business called holler commerce. And what they've done is they've taken, I don't, can you, is it thousands, hundreds, hundreds, or thousands of brands that have brought them together? And, and I don't want to short holler commerce in any way. There's plenty of differences, but it's like being able to go on to, um, the most popular shopping app of Amazon and find out, find what you need for your hunting and fishing needs, your outdoor needs. And it's in the new, it's in a new, um, uh, uh, it's going through the beta testing right now, but there's already been some people that have ordered some stuff through our, our site. So what that looks like for us, we partner with them. We've got our own site on there, our own page. We have selected gear that, that are common to houndsmen. You can go there, you can shop. But if you're looking for a pair of socks for your dad, they're there. An out pair outdoor socks. If you're looking for a jacket for your wife to hunt with or your kids, it's in the, it's in the shop. If you're looking for dog gear, it's in there We're we're constantly looking to improve that, but it's all there. If you're looking for a fishing pole, if you're looking for a fishing lure, if you're looking for a new tent, it's all there. It's like walking into a a huge outdoor sporting, but you can do it right, right from your phone. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, and we'll be. I mean, I'm going to be talking about some of that stuff, more product review stuff, as we get into it, Um, because you guys know I love. I mean, I'm. I mean, hunting, 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 but I also spend a lot of time on the water in the spring and the summer. So we're going to be going over a lot of that stuff and doing some reviews and um, putting it out. So
1: I'm just going to. So how do they?
0: How do they get to it?
1: Yeah, let me open up the app or the, uh, the spot there. And, and, um, I want to get to that and give everybody, we're going to have a link on our website, but right now the we're, we're putting stuff out, Shane's getting ready to drop some stuff, but really it's, it's houndsmanxp.hollercommerce.com real simple, simple houndsmanxp.hollercommerce.com. And when you click on that link and go in there you're going to see our logo at the top of the page you're going to see a carousel of of items that that we kind of put our uh approval on for gear and we call it hxp essentials there's a cajun light there's a garmin uh bundle there there's a garmin sport pro there's a pair of uh you can buy lacrosse Burly boots there there's a dog sling and there's some uh merino base layers in there and i've some of these things i already use and some of them i went ahead and bought just so i i could put my you know we can put our stamp of approval on them because i don't want to advertise anything so you talked about boating uh if you talk about the boating side of it if you go into fishing gear there's there's boat boat stuff in there if you're into outdoor cooking or you you know you need kitchen supplies or whatever there's a cooking spot. If you if you duck hunt, there's all that. Clothing and apparel, footwear. They've got trail cameras. I mean, it's all here, folks. All your garment equipment's here. They've got optics. They've got rifles and scopes. It's all in there. It's like you can shop right from your phone. And you go to houndsmanxp.hollercommerce.com. And it's boom, the outdoor there. Amazon. That's what we're going to call it. I don't know. I, I better check with Braden and we can call it that on the podcast for sure. But seriously, yeah. I mean, you think about who needs, who needs, do you want to, do you want to line Amazon's pockets or do you want to support people that are supporting you? You know, yeah. Jeff Bezos didn't produce some podcasts to, to talk about the, the things that are affecting your life as a houndsman. And and that's what we strive to do every week is to talk about things that make you better houndsmen, better hunters, better contributors. And at, at the end of the day, I mean we got called an infomercial the other day. Yeah. Well, um that's that This doesn't happen for free. You know, I just got the opportunity to drive down to Arkansas and I was on the bear grease podcast to represent houndsman. Well, nobody's, nobody's magically. I don't pull up to a gas pump and gas Mm -hmm. flows out of pump for free. So, uh, we do that because clay Newcomb reaches an audience that we need to reach to support hounds and houndsmen. And, and in order to do that, I need to be able to put gas in the tank to go do that sort of stuff. You do the same thing, Heath. We all do that. Everybody on the Hounds Medic P team is coming out of pocket, and we need to be able to reimburse and keep the lights on. I mean, that's just business. We could do it for free, but it wouldn't be very good, and our reach wouldn't be very good, and our influence wouldn't be very good. Yeah. No, that's right. And, I mean, yeah, you can't.
0: If these things aren't for you. Can't just air them for nothing. So
1: yeah, yep. One thing that uh, another thing I want to touch on, and this is this is uh, something that has been selling like hotcakes, is our Joiner Die collection, and mm-hmm. uh, that Joiner Die hoodie and shirt. Ed Barnes, who produces our Dog men podcast, and I got together, and and Cody Loestro actually had a lot of influence on this. We were already working on a design four color, uh for this t-shirt and or this graphic design for for whatever and uh Cody Lostro came up with the basic 1750s joiner die and we took that and tweaked it and put some it's it's a snake that's disconnected to give everybody some history on that Benjamin Franklin designed that and drew that in the 1750s and he was trying to bring the colonies together you know, to, to stand together as one. And so we took the names of the colonies off of old Ben's original drawing and put hog hunters, coon hunters, deer hunters, lion hunters, bear hunters, all of the, all the different types and said, Man, we got to, we got to join this snake together if we're going to survive into the future. And all 100% of the profits from that. We are currently engaged in Colorado to help them raise funds. I'm getting ready to write a check to them, uh, from the proceeds, our first installment that is not going in my gas tank. That's not going in Heath's paycheck. That is, it costs us this much to produce this sweatshirt. We've got this much. We've got this much profit in there and we're going to turn that around and ship it straight to Colorado. That is going to be a multi-million dollar fight. What we're going to produce off that sweatshirt is, I mean, it's going to buy two seconds of a political ad out there, but it's something. So we want to put our money where our mouth is and, and start doing something. But just the fact that you can contribute to this and be a part of it. That's what we just talked about a few minutes ago. How do you get involved? Buy a sweatshirt. Cause we're going to send the money to Colorado to help fight the anti hunters out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that it's definitely gonna, you know, after listening to the podcast with, um, is it Dan, Dan Gates, Dan Gates. Yeah. Yeah. After listening to him, I mean, it's, it's not going to be cheap and they've got their hands full with what's oh, going yeah. on.
1: Yeah. You, this is a David and Goliath type situation. We talked about, about houndsmen being reactive. Well, the United Houndsmen of Colorado right now are, are, I mean, they're scrambling. Um, I was out there in the spring for another event and talked to the leadership of the UHC out there and they, everybody knew this was coming, but to the scale that it's coming. I mean, you're talking about an organization, organizations that are, that are pushing this measure. have millions of dollars at their disposal to spend on it the the cost alone to file the um with attorney fees and the cost to file this motion in the supreme court out there to check the constitutionality of it was sixty thousand dollars that's just sixty thousand dollars somebody had to write a check for that wow Colorado's for wildlife, uh, responsible wildlife management wrote the check, but those funds came from organizations like Rocky mountain elk foundation. And, you know, just all these other organizations that are, that are helping offset the cost. But everybody's like, oh, you know, we're going to lose it. We're going to, I think we can win it. And I think we can win it because we're on the right side of this thing. And all we need is for people to go out and just take care of the wall in front of their house, just build the wall right there. Get your kids out there, help them build the wall, buy a sweatshirt, join an organization, join the sportsman's line, send a. am telling you, man, 20 bucks sent to save the hunt, colorado.com would be huge. We can all play a role here and, and, ah, it's Colorado. That doesn't affect me. What happens in Colorado? If they're victorious of getting this through, that is going to be their, their battle plan for other states including Virginia, including Indiana, including New Mexico, Montana, Wyoming. It's, it's, it's a full lot of salt on freedom and, uh, and, um, uh, sovereignty as a nation and, and at some point we got to stand up to it and right now, this is the way to do it. So holler commerce, check that out because when you help us pay the bills like that, then then that is going to enable us to continue to produce this show and get the right information out there. Just like we tried to do with Sean. We would invite any membership from, I would inv- I'm, I'm almost put a personal invitation out there again, to have representation from the Virginia bear hunters association or the Virginia hunting dog Alliance to come on the podcast and talk about what you're doing. As an organization, to secure our freedoms and rights, because that's what it's all about. We're not trying to play politics and get in the middle of turf wars or anything like that in Virginia. We just want everybody to have the right information.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yep. I'm a lifetime I'm a lifetime license holder for the state of Virginia. And and yeah. so so bear hunting is important to me in Virginia.
0: Well, something you said there just a second ago. You t- said that, you know, if you think it's just happening in Colorado, well, let's look at the marijuana laws. Colorado was the first state to legalize marijuana. And once Virginia ended up with a Democratic House and Senate, guess what they passed? They legalized marijuana in Virginia. Guess what happened in November the 7th? Our House and Senate become completely Democrat. So if you think that it won't happen, I don't think you're looking at the big picture yeah. because it will follow suit and it may not be Virginia right off the bat. It may be another state, but I will tell you all the people that sit in the house and Senate, they are aware of what's going on across the country.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So. I mean, it's all intertwined. It's all, I mean, this thing goes as high up as the UN of what's happening in our country, John Boland. And I've talked about that on the podcast before. And this isn't tinfoil hat type stuff. This is facts. You know, it's, it's, um, this thing's huge. And we just need to all roll up our sleeves and do our part and build that wall in front of our houses and we can survive it.
0: Well, anything else we need to touch?
1: I don't know. What do you think?
0: bear seasons around the corner man it's time ready
1: yeah i got a new truck did i tell you that that's what you said yeah yeah i upgraded put the old i'm gonna put the old red one up and uh lighten the vehicle load around here but as much travel as i'm as traveling as i'm doing um you know i need some reliable wheels to get there and back
0: yeah i put uh I put new bumpers on old rusty Uh tired of smashing deer. So <laughs> <laughs> Wesley said him things the other day and he was like, well, there's no fear of it now. And I'm like, I just hope the truck lasts long enough to pay for the bumpers,
1: <laughs> man. You got to You got to send me some pictures of old rusty with the new, new hairdo. It's, it's got some bling
0: going on. Yeah. like, And you, you can actually tell, I mean, the weight of those things, I think the back bumper was 200 some pounds and the front bumper was Jeez. three. Yeah. Like, it's their steel bump, they're ranch hand. I you mean put they're ranch
1: hands on the each end of it. Yep. You'll yep. be putting them on old red here before too long when old Rusty. Who's gonna we'll, tell we'll, you off? Who's gonna tow you off the mountain this year? I'll tell, I'll y'all angle, what, I'll, them I'll tell you all yoders won't
0: be able to pull that truck now.
1: Shoot. We'll see. Because it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. We'll maybe we'll tow you off the mountain this year.
0: Yeah, I hope not. I hope man, I put a pile of money in that thing this year, so
1: I'm hoping the it'll thing last. about bumpers is you can pull them off, and, and by the time you get rid of that truck, they're gonna just take it straight to the junkyard anyway. Heath, so you might as well pull the bumpers off and put them on on the next one,
0: they won't fit. Um, really, because when I, yeah, so my because of course, I, the truck I'm hunting out of is an O2. And my other one's an 08, so everything changed in 06.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: So I when I bought those, I that was one of the things I asked. So they will not fit. But they're good bumpers. I mean, it's sturdy. I feel like it may hold my truck together a little bit
1: longer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. That's great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap this one up, Heath. I think uh this infomercial has ran long enough. That's right. And uh Um, Hey, if, if you got an issue out there that, that you think we need to know about where we can, we can talk about issues going on in your state, man, reach out to us, we're, we're developing one heck of a, an awesome network here with the sportsman's Alliance and, and, um, the American bear foundation state organizations, you know, we've got the network that, that we can find answers and, and have some influence there Coloradans for responsible wildlife management, Colorado trappers and predator hunters association. I mean, um, you know, this Colorado issue is, is really going to do some good if nothing else to bring the hunting community together. So reach out to us. If you've got an issue that you think we need to know about and if we can help, we'll do whatever we can to help you. Um, and if you join us on Patreon then you're going to get a Sportsman's Alliance membership. You're also going to get an issue. You're going to be full get cry. a subscription to full cry, the yep. magazine, and we're writing articles for that and contributing to that. Um, uh, the next issue comes out in December, I think. So, um, uh, yeah, when you join us on Patreon, you're also going to get a full cry membership, so we try to make that a good value for your money and it helps us too. So. Yep. Make sure you check out our website at houndsmanxp.com. The links to all our sponsors are there. We'll have a link to holler commerce up there soon. And, and man, if you enter the code right now during this Christmas season, when you buy stuff at holler, if you enter the promo code 10 off, that's all it is. One zero O F F then you'll get 10% off of your order at com. I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome thing. So. Got anything else, Heath?
0: Nope. Enjoy your bear season. We'll be giving you some updates. I got a new batch of puppies but are making me pull my hair out. So I've
1: got new leashes before bear season. <laughs> <laughs> got a
0: short tie of them boogers. And, and,
1: and Houdini <laughs> is on his own. You're, you're on your own. I'm not tying any of your dogs up this year.
0: You could tie Spook up and Attica. Yeah,
1: you the got time. The rest of them's a little iffy. Yeah, you got time way off the side because they'll chew your, chew your leash, they'll chew small (laughs) trees down, they'll chew your dog up, bunch of mean, rough leash chewers. That's right. (laughs) No hostings. That's right. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hey, you enjoy your day. Happy Thanksgiving. This is recorded the day before Thanksgiving. Nobody else is going to hear it. I hope you, but if you, uh, are listening after the fact, I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and. Merry Christmas. Get ready for Christmas. So that's it for us at Houndsman XP Podcast. This is Fair Chase.